The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I'm glad you're with us now. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host, of course, is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Pastor P, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing really, really well. Blessings, blessings to you and to the listening audience Amen. today. Amen. All right, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. We'll spend the whole time together answering this question today. Yeah. Can God use cancer? That's the question on the table. And I am going to say right now, everyone needs to listen. You need to call someone. You need to share this. This is an important conversation. It really is. That many people struggle with or are faced with and are trying to come to terms with. And we're going to attempt to answer that question today. Yeah. We're not saying God causes cancer. That's correct. We're asking, can God use cancer in our life? Absolutely. All right. We'll get to that. And uh, we don't have a guest today. You are the guest. Whoa. Pastor P is the guest on the program today. Hey, I didn't get any makeup, anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got a little bright spot up here. Yeah. Needs needs a little touch up there. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Uh, We have a resource that we want to offer, which fits right in with our conversation today. The resource, and you put this together yourself, is called Cancer Ministry Scriptures. It's a whole list of scriptures that apply to our topic here today. I want to encourage our listeners to go get this. Absolutely, because we designed this resource, again, for for those who may struggle with looking for, searching for, or remembering scriptures that may be appropriate under certain circumstances. I have had the question asked of me so many times, uh, Reverend McCray, where is such and such scripture for a so-and-so scenario? And so we thought that we would compile some scriptures topically that would help people to have a quick reference and guide that they can use. They, they actually can print out and give to individuals that will be relevant and uh, 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 to the subject of certain topics that are relevant to people under certain circumstances. Yeah, topics like comfort and hope and peace and the compassion of God. There are several scriptures listed under each of these headings. You can download this right now by going to healthhopeandinspiration.com. And I hope you'll do that. There's no charge. Just uh, just be thankful that uh, you have the resource and we're thankful and we're thankful to be able to provide it to you. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. With hospitals in Atlanta and Chicago and Philadelphia and Phoenix and and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. I hope you'll visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and when you do, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of the homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. But uh, very often, I mean, you, you know this, people want that kind of help. Want that kind of help and need it. So, again, we want to respond accordingly to allow people to be supported. 
uh, in a very organic and authentic way so that they can be empowered to continue to move forward in whatever position they find themselves as a patient, as a caregiver of a patient, or even as a spiritual leader of individuals who may be struggling through this dynamic. I suspect we're going to talk about a number of scripture passages here today, but do you have one in mind that kind of sets the theme for what we're going to talk about? Well, our spiritual nugget, our foundation that we'll build this discussion around and off of will be found in Philippians, the first chapter, verse number 12, and it reads as follows. But I want you to know, and I want you to hear this in the spirit by which it is being written, but I want you to know, brethren, that the things which have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. And of course, this is the Apostle Paul talking, and we know that the Apostle Paul went through many dynamics and challenges in his ministry, being imprisoned, uh, being shipwrecked, etc., etc. And so he's writing contextually to help those who are listening and following and maybe even witnessing uh, the negative things that he's going through to say, I want you to know something here. And I want you to understand that the things that are happening to me, well, uh, the shipwreck, uh, being in prison, uh, being jailed, the things that have happened and are happening to me actually have turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. And we're going to put that in the context of mm-hmm. can God use cancer? All right. Let me throw that question right back at you. Can God use cancer? Often we have heard and we hear from people many times on uh, this particular program that we've spoken to well over 100 shows plus shows now that we've done of people uh, who have gone through very difficult and challenging scenarios of life threatening disease and cancer and all that comes with that who have risen to say, listen, let me tell you what God is has and will continue to do in my life and potentially in yours as a result of, not because of, but as the result of being a cancer patient. Do you see any clues in Scripture of what God thinks of cancer? I mean, cancer obviously is not mentioned in the Scriptures, but what, what, do, you, what do you read into it? Well, one of the Scriptures that, that we highlight and that I've often preached from uh, contextually for this subject is Romans, the eighth chapter in the 28th verse. And it basically reads that, and we know that all things can work for the good of them who love God and who are called according to his purpose. So it's a very interesting scripture. And I've heard a lot of preachers uh, try to uh, homiletically massage this scripture and nuance it uh, to make it say a lot of different things. But for me, my my spiritual uh, and homiletical interpretation uh, and hermeneutical uh, application of this term uh, and of this scripture basically helps us to understand that God did not say that all things were good no. or only good things happen. No. And again, depending on how we want to hear certain things, we filter out and we then read into certain things. It says that, and I know that all things, and I think the key uh, uh, highlight here is all things, not all good things, Not all bad things, but all things. So that can include anything that may happen within the context of that can work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And we're going to insert cancer into that context to discuss that and and apply that to this scenario. And I've spoken to enough cancer patients uh, and their caregivers to resonate and to stand tall to say, after the fact, not during and certainly not before, that in many cases, cancer was the best thing that ever happened to them, hmm. that they were able to 
become very circumspect and walk back and look at where they've been and how far they've traveled and what God is doing in their life at that moment to say, hmm, cancer actually was a good thing that happened to me that changed my trajectory, my uh, purpose, my sense of prioritization, my relationship, my connection with others. There's there's multiple dynamics that are at work with regard to this conversation that in the midst of God maneuvering you through the mental, the emotional, certainly the physical challenges and rigors of being a cancer patient, that one potentially can rise above from that to say, wow, that was a good thing that happened for or there was a good thing that came out of that scenario that I'm now able to use for the glory of God. I've heard you say that cancer can create opportunities for God to work. Well, I've often used this phraseology. I've preached it many times that God is an opportunist. <laughs> uh, I do not ascribe to the belief that God caused anyone to have cancer, no. that God gave anyone cancer. Reverend McCray, I want you to repeat that one more time. Thank you for asking. I will. I do not believe that God causes cancer or gives cancer to anyone. I believe that that is a direct result of living living in a fallen world and a fallen state from a spiritual being perspective. Well, John 10.10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That's Jesus speaking. And so in the context of that declaration from Christ himself, he's helping us to understand the two dynamics that are at work that we must contend with as human beings in the planet. Uh, from a theological perspective, for those of us who embrace uh, Christian theology, you know, the third chapter of Genesis helps us to understand that there was a clear line of delineation from a, from the creative state that man was living in that fell from the grace of God because of the act of disobedience that then man was thrust into a, a, a state of being where we are now in a fallen world and we must contend with the effects of the enemy that John 10, 10 is making reference to that the enemy comes to steal, to kill and destroy. So there's a thief and there's a liar and there's there is a killer that's running among us and we can put cancer into that context. But God or Christ in the manifestation of God, the embodiment of God, said that I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. The Greek term for the word abundant is the word zoe. And that word literally means super life. In other words, to rise above the mundane every day, I'm just struggling, climbing up the rough side of the mountain. Lord, help me get through another day. I don't know how I'm going to get there, Father. That I've come that you may have super life, the ability to rise above the mundane, challenging dynamics of your day as a result of living in a, living in a fallen world. It helps us to then be equipped and to be encouraged around the idea that when bad things happen to good people, a quote from uh, Harold Kushner, uh, a rabbi who wrote a fantastic book that bad things happen to good people, uh, just because we're living and we're serving God and we're doing all that we know to do, Wayne, to be all that God has called us to be, does not guarantee the fact that we're not going to have to, we won't have to deal with the thief, the liar, and the killer who's trying to, to take away from us what God has promised to us and that he said, I've come. I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Love that it. is That's encouraging. Wow. Yeah, it sure is. God is love. 
So how can we possibly construe things that he likes cancer? He, he can't like cancer. He's love. No, God does not like God doesn't like anything ultimately at the end of the day that is going to harm and hurt his creation. One of the attributes and one of the titles of God is that he is father. And anyone who knows and has experienced the love, the yeah. true love of a real father. Yeah. Would you give your son a stone or a snake? <laughs> Anybody who has ever been around a dad, and I have been one of those who were fortunate to have that type of love of a dad. Let me give you a quick example to paint a picture. Okay. And that is, I recall one day when I was about probably seven years old, I was outside playing and running around, and I I had a, a gimpy knee, and my knee went out, and I screamed to the top of my lungs. And at that time, we were living in an apartment complex, and my dad on the third floor heard me in the building. And next thing I knew, Wayne, my dad ran out of the building and I collapsed in his arms and he just swept me up in his arms and I just looked in his face and it was as if everything was all right with the world because of the love of a dad who heard the distress of a child and ran to his aid and rescue. God does not give love. God does not have love. God is is love. The very epitomization of the concept of love is the very working dynamic that drives him and motivates him with his creation. Oh, that is so good. What a great story, too. So God doesn't give cancer, but God can use cancer. I simply will state what I have been told by those who have walked this process. I myself, as a qualifier and as a disclaimer, have never had cancer. And so I can't speak firsthand to this, but I have certainly supported a plethora of people who have, who have said to me, Reverend McCray, I know this will sound strange and odd, but I am grateful. Cancer in many ways was the best thing that ever happened to me after the fact because I because the Lord showed me something. He exposed an element within me that I didn't know about myself. Uh, he brought another opportunity of ministry to me uh, that I never thought was possible within the framework of who I was. No one welcomes cancer into their life. But if we are diagnosed with cancer, we have to understand that God can work through that. He's an opportunist, as you said. He is. And again, no one is asking for cancer. No one is signing up for that. And certainly no one is anticipating that that will happen. And we grieve that people get cancer. And it is a shock to our system when we hear someone who may have cancer or being told ourselves that we have cancer. After that shock factor wears off, I, I, I often call it the marination process where people have to kind of marinate and process through that and let that sure. soak in. Yeah. And, and they deal with that in a lot of different ways to hear the initial shock of that. We've talked to many of them. That's their testimony. Yeah. In many cases, I've, I've heard it associated with being like uh, the opening scene in the movie of The Wizard of Oz where the house fell on the witch, where they feel like literally a building just fell on them and mm. they literally have to figure out a way to crawl out from underneath yeah. the avalanche it's of the news. It's that much of a weight. It's, yes. it's yeah. heavy yeah. and it's abrupt and it is sudden. But then when people, through several different mechanisms, typically support those individuals who love them, help pull them out from underneath the avalanche of the weight of that news, prop themselves back up and begin to systematically, day by day, step by step, treatment by treatment, begin to get back up on their feet and begin to see progressively how they can move through this process. They find themselves on the other end of the process to say, hmm, I just survived cancer. Hmm. 
I've just beaten cancer. And there are a lot of interesting new slogans and T-shirts that are floating around out there that use a certain language to say what one did to cancer. (laughs) But it is epitomizing the thought that cancer was the bully that tried to tell me that I had to get off the block. And through a mechanism of love, support, treatment, prayer, all sorts of different things, I look back now and I beat this. Mm -hmm. I survived this that there becomes a realization, an aha moment of, man, God didn't give this to me, but he has empowered me through this. And in that, I almost feel engaged to say, as people often have told me, I have a duty now and an obligation to do something with that experience that I feel like I can almost do anything, I've heard patients say. I'm sure you've seen uh, how cancer opens doors to lots of opportunities. Well, I want to talk to you about that in just a moment, but let me let me just pause and offer a resource to our listeners called Cancer Ministry Scriptures. Now, I'm offering this, but you wrote this. I mean, you put in, you didn't write the scripture. You put it together, though. <laughs> yeah, we, we compiled this document together again to be a very quick reference to individuals that can have access to it and, put, and place this uh, uh, where they could use it and give it to other individuals. It's under certain subjects of leadership, uh, comfort. Uh, we have uh, scriptures for hope, obviously. We talk about hope a lot in terms of ministering to cancer patients, a compassion of God. So, again, it's a compilation of scriptures that are readily available. It's just great. Yeah. You don't have to rifle through your you know, your, your Rolodex or your lexicon <laughs> or your or your, uh, concordance. your concordance is the word that I'm looking for uh, to look up your favorite scripture that will be applicable under these certain circumstances. And it's right there, readily available, healing, uh, peace, etc., all there for you to use and to give to others if they need to have a reference for scriptures that they can quote and cite. You will find encouragement and help, and I'm sure as you share it with others, they will receive the encouragement of the scriptures as well. So look for this online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Once again, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. You can learn more at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Com. And download that free resource at the same website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy McRae, let's talk about the opportunities, the open doors that cancer creates. So this is a, a positive way to look at something which is, you know, just a bad thing in life. But, you know, God is an opportunist, as you said. Well, what, what has happened and what I have witnessed with individuals is that, um, and I'm thinking of a particular uh, cancer patient that I support. And we actually interviewed her uh, on one of the shows, uh, Rose Juan, mm-hmm. who uh, started out, you know, as kind of a, a kind of a mild-mannered individual in her community. Uh, she's part of her Hispa- Hispanic community and talked much about, you know, just loving her family and wanting to be a grandmother. And then she was diagnosed with cancer. And after going through her treatment, her process, as I've just previously described and all that went to with that, then she found herself actually with opportunities to speak to women's groups and to support groups. And that she was invited across country to speak to a really big audience of people. And she said, I was just shocked that, you know, someone had heard about my story and reached out to me. It's an example of, again, initially 
I'm sure uh, Rose did not consider in a million years that she would be on a platform speaking to hundreds and thousands of people and women in support of cancer and God and faith and family. But her story and her scenario presented a new opportunity that opened a door for her that allowed her to basically tell what God is and has done for God her. God used the circumstances of her illness to open those doors for her. That, that's remarkable. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't say this, that potentially God is trying to use any opportunity to get us and move us into different places that maybe we would not ordinarily go without circumstances and situations that drive us in a direction or that pushes us in an experience that equips and prepares us for the next thing that God has for us in a very interesting way. It's a positive thing to think about. Cancer can open doors for relationships and conversations and and trust that never would have otherwise existed. Uh, Across the country, I have seen cancer patients, even within our institution at uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, who have met people from different social, uh, political, economic backgrounds that they would have never met. It levels the ground, doesn't it? It absolutely does, because the common denominator is that we're all humans and we're all struggling through the same dynamic, and they begin to befriend each other. They write cards to each other. They go visit each other on holidays. Uh, They become extended family members, and I've seen that, where then they've created a network outside of the experience of being a cancer patient that they they take vacations together. (laughs) So it does give the opportunity and afford the possibility of forging new relationships uh, with individuals and people and places in ways that you may not have never or ever considered may ever happen to you. And as we've talked with uh, people here on the program who are on a cancer journey, they often share how the experience has brought them closer to God. It's not only taught them lifestyle changes that are just generally good for their health, but it's actually spiritually been healthy for them. Well, ultimately what happens for many uh, and what can potentially happen for many is the idea of really knuckling down on the idea of what's really important. I believe that um, I'll quote Jerry Rose, who we've interviewed Mm -hmm. here, uh, our dear friend of ours, uh, great TV, Christian TV executive, very successful who talked about the fact that when he was diagnosed with cancer on two separate occasions, he had to sit down and ask himself some very tough questions about what was the bedrock of his life. You have to face yourself, don't you? And and he said when it was all said and done, he looked at his, his, um, his, his success, his TV ministry, even his his marriage that is wonderful, and I know his dear darling wife, and she's precious. He said he had to ask himself, what was the bedrock of his faith standing on? Mm. And that if he were to die tomorrow, what would be the real bottom line of his life? And I remember he said, him saying that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he said that at the end of the day, what would sustain me in eternity? And he said, it's my relationship with God. It comes down to that. And he said he actually broke down in his office or his study, and he said he wept. And this is a seasoned man of faith, a minister who had to have inventory of what's the real bedrock of my life and my faith. And he said it was his relationship with God. So having cancer can draw you closer to God, which is just, it's going to serve you so well in life. It can, because ultimately what cancer represents is the biggest shock and the biggest struggle for the average person that they will ever face ever. And if and when, God forbid, that should become the case, one then has to sit down and make some real tough decisions, Wayne. How do I work through this? Uh, What mechanism do I use? What type of support do I rely upon? And then 
then you really find out what you are made of, if I could use that expression in terms of, man, I've got to climb this mountain and I'm not really sure how I'm going to do that. It just causes you to have a gut check, if you can, if I can say that, in terms of this may be the biggest challenge that I've ever faced. And when people face that challenge and go through that challenge, it gives them an amazing sense of who they are, where they've come from, and what's really important in their lives. I suspect that when someone goes through a trial like cancer, suddenly the scriptures come alive. Verses you may have read your entire life have a whole new, you have a whole new understanding of what that means. And that's why we've put together this list of cancer ministry scriptures. It is the reason why, because God then really becomes, for many, really critically important. And what is the most uh, associated dynamic with God is his word. Because again, when we know God's word, we then get to know who God is and it becomes real to us and tangible. God is just not some ethereal concept that's floating in, in the cosmos that we begin to associate with something that we can grab a hold of, that can become an anchor to us, that be- becomes something meaty and weighty that then we can apply to our lives and utilize in ways that are extremely tangible. My mom used to say this, and I quote my mom often on this show. Uh, She said, uh, son, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. She said, it's the biggest lie that was ever told. That's not true. She said, that is not true. Words are important. Well, Percy has put together this list of scriptures that can encourage and offer you hope and encouragement and understanding. So download it right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Of course, there's no charge for this. We just want to get God's word into your life. And you can share this with other people as well. That's our hope that you'll do that. Healthhopeandinspiration.com is where you can download this free resource. And while you're online, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Uh, then you'll get it automatically. It's not a haphazard thing, and you have to go search to say, I wonder if those guys have done a a more recent edition of this program. Uh, It'll come to you automatically when you subscribe on iTunes, and it's just a convenient way to listen and uh, leave a review for the program as well when you uh, go to iTunes.com and look for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Take us back to that passage in Scripture. Philippians 1, our spiritual nugget that we have been resting upon and building this conversation around, verse 12. But I want you to know, brethren, thank you, Paul, for telling us something that we needed to know, that the things which have happened to me. What happened to you, Paul? I was shipwrecked. I was bitten by a snake. You know, I was <laughs> What hasn't pri- happened to yeah, Paul? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. I was in prison. I had a lot of bad stuff happen to me, that the things which have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the good news of God in my life. Cling to that today. And thank you for listening. Pastor McCray, thank you for all your good comments here today. Today, we want to be blessed and we want to be a blessing. Take care and be well, everyone. You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. You or someone you love is fighting cancer. Consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, 
Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.